Give me another chance. Give me another chance. I'll never do it again, I promise. Yeah. You don't know the troubles I've yeah. seen. I gotta say grandmother. Yeah. Listen, I got a good excuse this time. Listen to this. Listen to this. I, I was taking a walk with, with my pet dog. Duck. Pet duck. When he ran off on me and I was about to... Oh, my God. Cracky, Cracky, what have they did it to you? <laughs> Which one is he? I don't know. They all look the same. <laughs> I have to hate to call my lawyer and tell him that I can't find my quacky. Oh, yeah. Welcome to a brand new, exciting, uh, yeah, look, hey, if if you want to skip this week, probably this month, I don't know. I just, <laughs> That's good for downloads, Troy. Yes, I just, just tell people not to listen to the podcast. I, okay, Brad, let's go through the premise for this month. Um, it's, this is, I got a feeling this is going to be a rough one, right? Yeah, because the ones who know us and love us the most know how to hurt us the most. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it comes down to. So what uh, we decided to do this month was it's Valentine's Day, right? February. We're like, hey, we spend all this time together talking films. Uh, Why don't don't we let the wives sort of program the show for this month and, and let them pick two films apiece of uh, their favorites that you know have bombed, and uh, we'll we'll talk about those. Um, I I just right out of the gate, so we we don't we we know the first one. Boy, is it a doozy! Um, yeah, <laughs> the the dooziest of doozies. The dooziest of doozies. So I I just want to put a word of warning out there. Uh, this is this is going to be one episode. It's probably not safe to listen to at work, just out in the open. The amount of f bombs that will probably be coming out of my mouth in particular might set a new world record. I don't know. I, I just I wouldn't broadcast this episode. We we had a rough week trying to get through this one. I think, and um, I, I think it's time to unveil it. Right, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. So what movie are we talking about this week, Troy? This is your wife's pick. So yeah. Well, how about we have her introduce the film? Hey everyone, this is Tabitha Sauer, wife of the infamous Troy Sauer, and I wanted to let you know that this week or this month, Troy and them have decided to um, let the wives pick out what movies they're going to talk about this month. So the one I chose was The Pest, which is a movie that Troy absolutely has always hated, but I love 
so much. There's very few movies, like stupid movies, and it is a stupid movie. There are very few stupid movies that Troy doesn't love. He is obsessed with horrible, stupid movies. However, I usually hate every one of the horrible, stupid movies that he loves. This one happens to be one of my favorites and of the stupid movies. But again, he despises it. Anyway, so I chose this one because I love to torture my husband. After all, I am a um, high school math teacher, so I love to torture people. So that's why I chose The Pest. It is hilarious. It makes fun of literally everybody. It's very not politically correct in any way, shape, or form. And it's just John Linguizamo going crazy for the 84 minutes. Um, go ahead and listen to this podcast to listen to Troy have a complete mental breakdown. Hey, uh, who says romance isn't dead, huh? <laughs> I know, man. What did you do to your wife? I don't know. I, I'm relatively... In, uh, Listen, in my defense, the the quote unquote bad movies that that she doesn't like that I absolutely love, they're they're not bad movies. They're 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 really good movies. She just doesn't understand them. But the pest, fuck, God, the <laughs> fucking pest. Oh, I oh boy. You mean when you make a movie around a a character that is supposed to be pest-like and very annoying isn't going to be fun to watch for 84 minutes i don't believe it troy yeah well believe it sir um yeah <laughs> i just well so i thought this was interesting this, this is this is one of the films i mean I, she nailed it i i hate this film it it is in the pantheon of just terrible film terrible like fucking terrible films i've never finished it oh you've never so Okay, this I, time was the first time I've I've seen it completely through the whole runtime. I made the mistake of seeing it in the theater the week that it played. Uh, yeah, and wow, terrible. Um, but I I think it's interesting. So I got to ask you, Brad, uh, what what is one of the worst films or or the worst film you've ever seen? Like, not so bad it's good, but so terrible you just if there were babies around you'd be punching babies in the face because it's so bad um well ishtar would be one of them okay i agree with you there especially the first 15 minutes um i think transformers age of extinction i think is the second one might be one of the most putrid movies i've ever seen and that dan brown film that they did angels and demons with tom hanks is one of the most offensive movies i've ever seen not like offensive as in like it's making fun of people just in the way it treats its audience. Like I remember there's a moment where he looks down at his watch and he's wearing a Mickey mouse watch and the, the hands are pointing like to the direction he's supposed to go. And he's like, Oh, there's, that's where I'm supposed to go. And immediately I got up out of my theater seat and left. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. So um, I don't know how that movie ends. Cause I left as soon as Mickey mouse was telling him which way to go. But uh, yeah, those are some of mine. Oh boy, yeah. There are there. There's a lot because I I hate a lot. Southland Tales is another one. Oh uh, come on, Southland you know, Tales anything. is good. Shush. Well, Any, hey, this this is a this is a question that obviously has a lot of subjectivity to it. Uh, unless we're talking about the pest, I think objectively the pest is a terrible film. But we put this I we put this question out there. Uh, on a, some of our social media um, accounts. And I, I was amazed 
at how many responses we got and how many movies were recommended. I, I thought we'd run through this list real quick. So, uh, and I'm curious if you've seen any of these. So here, here are replies to the post. What is the worst movie you've ever seen? Okay. Savage weekend, um, which I think I've seen. I, I, don't, I know. don't know if I've seen that. Yeah. Shadows run black. I've never heard of. Never heard of that either. Uh, Chain of Desire. I don't, I don't think I've heard of that one either. This are these, one. Are these are these pornography? Is this pornography? I don't. I don't Chain know. of Desire sounds like pornography. That sounds like a Skinamax movie. Yeah, it sounds like. Hey, yeah, yeah, yep. softcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Village. M Night Shyamalan's The Village. Yeah, I could see that. I. The twist is so weird in that one. Um, that that, that it. it, it yeah, Lady in the Water is much worse than The Village, I think. Oh, they're both terrible. I, yeah. I agree with you. Lady in the Water is really bad. The Village is up there, though. I, I I was not having a, I don't know. You talk about films that you would walk out of. I came so close to walking out of that one with, when the twist happened. Yeah, when, when M. Night is reading the newspaper and like, hey, we're in Philadelphia. Like... <laughs> Some rich guy yep. paid all the yeah, airplanes not yep. to fly over. You're like, okay, oh, I'm okay. out. I'm out. Yep. Yep. Um, the other sister. Have you seen this one? I've seen the trailer not, to this one. I've not seen the other sister. I've seen clips of this film, and man, did I stay far, far Again, away. Again, are we that. talking about pornography? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, Virus. I think that's the Jamie Lee Curtis sci-fi horror one. Uh huh. Yeah. Shop Factory has a uh, special edition of that one. <laughs> Hail Mary. I don't. I don't know what this one is. Um, open Water. That was that was the shark film, right? Yeah. Or the two. I thought that was there. okay. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I think the sequel's way worse. So I don't think I've ever seen. There's two sequels, right? Open Water two and three. Yeah, I think there's. Them. Yeah, a lot of times people getting stuck out in the water. Okay. Which, um, year one. Okay, that movie's pretty bad. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Was that a Harold Ramis film? No, that's a, so I think Danny McBride is in that. And I think, um, what is the, uh, what Jesse Eisenberg is, is he in there or am I, it is actually, you know what it is? Harold Ramis. You're right. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the limits of Michael, Michael, Michael Sarah was the name of Michael Sarah. That's who it is. Okay. In Jack black. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so obviously neither of us have seen it. (laughs) No, (laughs) the limits of control. Uh, I know about that. I don't think I've watched it. Uh, Malatista's Carnival of Blood, which I think is a horror movie from the 70s. Yeah. I know about that one. Oh, this one, 100%. 100, I agree. Wonder Woman 84. Ooh, yes. Yeah, the Stones. What about the Stones? Yeah, Terrible, yep. terrible. This one, uh, I I thought somebody was joking when they put it on there, but they actually explained it. They just... They thought it was terrible. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Didn't, nope. Didn't go for it. Nope. I that thought is, I thought you were going to lose a gasket that day when that came through. <laughs> I mean, I can understand if you. Well, I can understand if you don't like it, but to say it's one of the worst films you've ever seen or the worst film you've ever seen is baffling. Oh, well, somebody thinks it's the worst film they've ever seen. That's insane. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you guys should not have lunch together. No, no. Uh, cats which I haven't seen. Do you, do you ever see that? The cats movie? Yeah. No, but we're going to <laughs> <laughs> shut, 
<laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, it's no. yep. All right. God damn. <laughs> In your, in your future, much. Troy, cats will be... <laughs> God, this is the worst idea we've ever had. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. King Arthur. I think that was the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a Guy Ritchie film, and that yeah. movie is a snooze fest. That is pretty boring. I don't like that movie at all. Uh, this one we've talked about. I think it's come up a couple of times. Movie 43. Yep. Okay. Uh, Keith Lemon, the movie. No idea what that is. Do you... Keith Lemon, no. the movie. Okay. Independence Day Resurgence. Yes, I 100% agree with that one. That one is atrocious. I, I don't think I've ever, I think I own it, but I never watched it. Oh, it was on HBO Max, I think, at one point in time. I'm like, I like Independence Day. Let me watch the sequel. Okay. Mm-mm. Uh, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Not as uh, bad as Wonder Woman 84. I'm going to say Colin, Colin Martha, but yes. Martha, yep. yeah. Oh, the, actually, that's called Orphan Fight. Yeah. 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 Black Shook, which I had to look this one. I had no idea what this one was. Um, here's another surprising one. Like, I didn't expect to see this on a list. Zero Dark Thirty. Somebody thought that was the worst movie they'd ever seen. It's long. I can see that. Yeah. In the subject matter. I mean, it's tough to watch. Um, but, man, that's shocking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan, the latest Peter Pan film. Somebody didn't like that one. Yeah, I didn't see that. A uh, John McTiernan movie made it basic with, uh, I think that's Sam Jackson, John Travolta. John Travolta, yeah. Which, if you were going to pick a John McTiernan film, I would have, like, that was horrible. I would have picked The Medicine Man with Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. I thought that one was yep. completely terrible. I found a cure for cancer. <laughs> that's a good Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, like. Uh, Christopher Robin, which I, I never saw. Ooh. Yeah. Somebody, okay. somebody said it was horrible. Um, Battleship. Yeah, that's on our list. Yeah, that's a bomb. <sighs> a uh, this this film. So the next two I'm going to talk about actually showed up a couple times. Bulletproof Monk with uh, Chai and Fat showed up in. Two. Is that with uh, Adam Sandler? Not Adam. Adam's Adam not, Sandler. No, not uh, Adam Sandler. Stifler. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And Sean uh, William Scott. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, the Crow City of Angels. A co- that came through a couple. Yeah, times that as came well. up a few times, and I was trying to think. I don't. I man, I think I watched it right when it hit home media when it first came I've out. Seen it? I know it's. I mean, obviously, it's like the deviation from one to two, and that one is pretty severe. But yeah, I, I, I just thought maybe it wasn't that great. But man, okay, yeah, worse. But it came all up time. a few times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Mariah Carey's Glitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I've never seen it, but I. You're on a podcast called Not a Bomb, and if we do this for many years, you will see it. I think it we're going to run across yep. it. Yeah. Pocket Ninjas. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> that sounds like a porn. <laughs> yep. Uh, Volunteers. Is that the old Tom Hanks film? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Very Bad Things, which oh. I, I get why a lot of people don't like that. That That's dark dark yep. comedy yeah yep uh, this one surprised me the gentleman another great guy Ritchie film but full disclosure the person who recommended this one loves army, army of the of dead, the dead. so yep. don't you know take that with a grain of salt right yeah uh mission to mars okay Brian De Palma. yeah that's yeah that's a bit of a snooze fest it's really silly the dialogue's terrible the dialogue is bad in that movie yeah Velocipastor. have you seen this 
I saw a little bit of it. You had said you watched it and I started it and was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I'm watching this by myself, which is a bad idea. Velocipastor is a great group watch. This, this yeah. I think, is what my wife was talking about. Uh, this would be an, a, a great film that I would want to sit down and go, hey, let's watch this. My son would be all for it. And Tyler would go, nope. <laughs> if that is about a pastor who turns into a dinosaur and fights ninjas, she's not having it. So this this is wow. a prime example of something that I would love and she hates. You had me at ninjas. Yeah, uh, yoga hosers, the Kevin Ooh, Smith film. Yes, Kevin Smith. That is a bad movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think After I, like the ample amounts of bad movies that Kevin Smith makes, that one might be one of the worst. Ooh, now I really want to see it. Um, Sucker Punch, Zack Snyder. So oh, we got two yes. Zack Snyder yes. films on here. Sucker Punch is real bad. I. Eh. No, come on. No, it's so uh, bad. Eh, eh, it's all right. Um, Simply Irresistible. I, I don't. What is that one? I'm sure that's some sort of rom-com. I, yeah, Until There Was You. Oh, yeah, I think these are two rom-coms. Simply Irresistible. I think that's Sarah Michelle Geller, maybe. It is, and Sean Patrick Flannery. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Until There Was You. Oh, this next one. I know Charlie, Brett, and I have seen it at a horror hound. Outside of maybe, yeah, The Pest, this is the weirdest, most terrible film I think I've ever seen. Uh, Ant Farm Dickhole. What? I'm sorry, that was Ant Farm Dickhole? Yes. Yep. About like ants Ant coming out of a, yeah. Guy uh. gets, yeah. It's terrible. It's really terrible. And you, this movie you actually probably exists. get that checked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is terrible. Uh, the Greasy Strangler. I haven't seen this one. I think it's popped up a couple of yeah, uh, posts I've on Gentleman's Guide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Emoji Movie? Oh, gosh, yes. we Because uh, I have little kids. We're uh, always looking for new movies to watch. And that was on one time. And we were like, hey, let's watch the Emoji Movie. Nope. 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 <sighs> looks terrible. Uh, my Uncle the Alien. have no idea what that is. Uh, Terror Tunes. Was that a... Was that a... Is it David Carradine film? I, I, th- I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Terror. Oh, <laughs> you'll love this, Brad. Highlander. Highlander is one of the worst films somebody has ever seen. No? There's no way that it's correct. Okay. American Assassin. I disagree with that one. I like American Assassin. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but it's... Yeah. Doesn't it have our boy in it? Yeah. From uh, Love and Monsters? In that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Amityville Haunting... I guess this is a, an Amityville from 2011. Didn't even know that this existed. I think that's one of those. Isn't that one of those asylum movies? Like it's like a reject, like the, because all those like conjuring and all that stuff was coming back. So they were trying to do Amityville again. I uh, think yeah, maybe I'm possibly, wrong, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I know there's tons of Amityville sequels. Yep. And then somebody it's like in the public domain now, yeah. right? So they yeah, can yeah. just do whatever. Uh, and Ishtar made somebody's list. So there you go. Good. Ishtar sucks. Yeah, I would say out of all these, except for the Ant Farm one, um, they are not as bad as the Pest. Although Ant Farm is probably worse than the Pest, but Ant Farm Dickhole. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't. Was someone looking don't. at my Google search history? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't even. Don't even go. I gotta find that. You don't need to find that at all. Um, I must have missed that one at uh, Horror Hound. I don't think I'm you were not. there the yeah. that trip, but um, yeah, that was weird. So, Brad, we're talking about 1997's The Pest. Um, 
We are. We are talking about the pests. Yeah. Well, this is where you, you ever you ever like come to the conclusion like, hey, this was a good run. We've had fun. We got to do an interview with someone who was actually in films. Maybe we should just wrap it up and just call it a day. Just be like, hey, guys, here's our project we did for a year and a half. And <laughs> we hope you enjoy it because we're going to ride off into the sunset because it's either do that or do the pests. Because you know, I thought about that this morning. <laughs> I uh, We could just stop right now, not release this, maybe just spend five minutes saying goodbye and say yeah. our wives broke us. Yeah. You know, we like I said, we were able to give out some awards. <laughs> we did an interview. The show's been doing really well. But you know it was. What? If you think about like the uh, thinking about December and January, just 60 days of films that are really spectacular. I I think you graded everything in those two months as not a bomb. I only had one that I was on the edge for me. But even then, you know, it, it was it was OK. Yeah. Uh, but man, we saw so many great movies over the last 60 days. This just feels like a, a just kick in the nuts, man. Yeah. Someone <laughs> kicks you straight in the balls. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. like that. Like one of those, uh, America's funniest home videos where you're like, you know, it's like, Oh, the dad playing baseball with this son. And then the son hits the ball back and hits the guy right in the dick. And you're just like, yep, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, you're going to hear tons. Of, if we keep, keep talking about this film, you're just going to hear tons of these analogies of, uh, of, being, of, of dick trauma. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it feels like. Because this, this movie is, oh, Jesus, please. We will talk about it. We will talk about it. Okay. Well, do your thing where you talk about the numbers. Yeah. So this is fascinating. Uh, the Pest, which was released December 7th, 1997. Oh, that's a nice cup, Troy. That's Kansas, Kansas Cup. Yeah, it's my my Jayhawk. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah. not go there. You're already okay. look. I'm already upset having to talk to the pest, <laughs> and then I gotta yep. I gotta take a, a KU <sighs> loss. Anyways, keep going. You're you're making. Okay. <clears throat> uh, anyways, okay. go. Yep. Uh, November seventh, nineteen ninety seven, with a reported budget of eight million dollars. Um, eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. Where, where did they spend the fucking eight million dollars on this film? Obviously, it was on the uh, effect where they turned the Jeep into a big, giant stereo system. But that was, that was cardboard. How? That was painted cardboard. I, I, that I was just <laughs> flipping out. All right. Anyways, go ahead. Um, the Pest has the shortest theatrical run of any movie that we have done, period. Hard stop. Yeah. Eight days. It was in <laughs> the theater for eight days. Eight. In 97. Oh, yeah. In 97. <laughs> Eight so, days. Yes. So opening weekend, it makes $1.8 million. I, That's good enough for 12th place opening weekend. Oh, geez. It got beat by things like a Star Wars, A New Hope, the 1997 special edition, which was the first time I ever saw Star Wars in the movie theater. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, other films were like Jerry Maguire, Scream, uh, The English Patient, Beverly Hills Ninja. Michael, just to name a few, you mm -hmm. know, all great movies. Mm -hmm. Michael, not so great, but, you know, comparatively masterpiece. Um, and then it goes on for another weekend. It makes like 800K and then it's gone. It is gone from the movie theater for a grand total of $3.6 million. Eight days. It was in the theater for eight days. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. It makes sense, though. 
I'm sure everybody came out. I mean, I know after I, I saw it, I didn't know what to think. Like, it felt like the worst practical joke ever played on you where they take your money and they make you sit there for 84 minutes and, and, and you leave and you're like, what the hell was that? Oh, and they were like, oh, this was some kind of weird character study to see hey, how, you know, how if we could test the patience of whatever on people and whoever, you know, made it this far, you get a million dollars. Oh, Here you God. go. You, you, you sat through the fest. Yeah, I, I did not okay, get a million dollars. I got a, yeah, are I got you a million dollars in therapy bills, maybe. Yeah. But are you ready to have a heart attack? <laughs> no, okay. I don't want a heart so, attack. The pest on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics have the pest at eight percent. Okay, why is it not at zero? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Who are know. the critics here, who like this piece of crap? Pause, pause. Okay. The next number I'm going to say is going to blow your flipping mind. Okay. Yeah. Audience score with over 25,000 reviews, 68%. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no way. No. Seven out of 10 people think this is a good movie. Th this is why we can't have nice things. This is why yeah. we can't have nice things. We can't. Yeah. This is why shit gets made all the time. Yep. Because seven people are running around thinking that the pest uh, is, is actually a good film. Yes. So... <clears throat> I went over to the old Amazon machine and I looked at some reviews for the pest, Troy. And what I found was pretty fascinating. Please tell found, me it was like one star across the board. No, 83% Wait, of 80, people who re, have reviewed the pest on Amazon gave it a five star review. <sighs> Look, <laughs> this is, this is making me mad. So if anybody ever, ever, wants to know why our country is so fucked up. This is why <laughs> yeah. the, these people are probably allowed to vote too, which is a travesty. Yep. So yeah. <clears throat> I found one from May 12th of 2021. Hey, what you're doing, reviewing the pest in 2021. Well, okay. <laughs> We're dis discussing it yeah, in 2022, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's but that, a five not star by choice though. No, here's a five-star review. I was happy. I'm sorry, what I just spit take. Did you say five star? Five star review. Oh, Dude, 85% of these are five stars. God damn. I was happy to finally get this movie on DVD. Okay. You're buying DVDs in 2021. First off, my girlfriend had never seen it, and it's one of my faves. Oh, L, L, or JL movies. So John Leguizamo movies, especially considering how fitting it seems to be for me. I intentionally irritate people and I am just a pest laugh out loud. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, there were no flaws in the disc or the case themselves. And I was very happy about that. Seeing as how I've run into that problem in the past with other movies from other sellers, both online and in store. So he was happy about his disc, but a five this star, guy I think considers the five himself star. a pest. Yeah. Uh, oh, God dang it. Yep. I got a headache. Yep. I have yep. a fucking headache. Um, so if you wanted to see some films rather than the pests. Yeah. Anything. I'd anything. watch paint dry. Because here's another thing. February 7th, you might be going out on a date, you know, early Valentine's Day, something right. like that. Yeah. This yeah. did play or like over that Valentine's Day weekend as well. Right. Um, so you're getting a divorce if you take your wife to this. 
Um, but here's some other films you could have taken that are all better than the pest. We have hard eight. Okay. Tromeo and Juliet. James Gunn. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Donnie Brasco booty call <laughs> leprechaun in space, which is far superior to this yes. piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, a Jet Li film, uh, Once Upon a Time in China and America. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Lost Highway. Okay. Um, Amityville Dollhouse. Probably better than the best. Uh, we have That Darn Cat. The remake, Fool? Christina Ricci thing. Yep. Yeah, Christina Ricci. Um, Fools Rush In. Oh, that's see. Now, that's a good rom-com with uh, yeah, Salma Hayek. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the guy from Friends, whatever his name is, uh, Absolute Perry. Power. Yeah, yeah, Absolute Power. Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yep. Uh, Vegas Vacation. Okay. Which is not a bad film. I, I like. It's got its moments. Uh, we have an, a a Ice Cube in Elizabeth Hurley, I believe. Uh, Dangerous Ground. Okay, I I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Dante's Peak. Pierce Brosnan. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. Oh, and a Mary Tyler Moore movie and Ed Asner Payback. Okay. But yeah, all I promise you are better than the pest. Yes. Every single one of those films. Once again, the pest played in theaters for eight days and people like it. 68% of people think it is a good movie. (sighs) People. Uh, It's oof. Wow. All right. It should be a part of like the SATs or something. Like, can you get into college? Check yes or no if Pest is a good movie. If you say yes or like, no, no, we can't have you in our institution of higher learning. I wonder. So uh, since we're, you know, my wife picked this. One of the things that we always joke about is when we met, because we met in 98. So a year later, right? And uh, one of the French, I, I, I came to an anti-Valentine's Day party. And, and she walked up to me. And one of the first things I asked her was, Hey, do you know who Jackie Chan is? Have you seen any, any of his films? Right. And she laughed about it. And she's like, Oh yeah, I think I have this one. He does all his own stunts, etc." cetera. I, I, some days I think about this. I, I always had asked her about my favorite, you know, director, action star, etc. I'm wondering how things would have been different if I had said, Hey, what do you think about that movie? The pest with John Leguizamo. And if she had turned around and was like, Oh my God, I thought that was so funny, et cetera. Would, would we have not gone on to date or have kids or do any, I mean, there's a distinct possibility. If, if I had known this information, it could have swayed me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about the pest until it came out on DVD and I never saw it for until, I don't know, it was on HBO one day and I watched it and it was easy for me to get up to, but man, I think if you would have asked Tabitha at the time, hey, what do you think about the pest? And she's like, that's one of my favorite movies. That's a clear sign that you probably need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I probably not. I mean, and I respect your wife. Yeah. She's got did. so much going for her. Um, everybody's got their little Achilles heel, right? Okay, well let's let's talk about the. I could just hear it in my voice. I feel it on my body. Like I'm, I'm just. There's no enthusiasm for for talking about this film. I I just feel like I'm at the dentist, right? And I kind of like <laughs> going to the dentist because my dentist is kind of nice. But I will take many dentist trips over watching this. I mean, 
to be fair, when I go get my teeth cleaned, it's one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give that. Okay. Well, this was directed by Paul Miller. Um, Paul has a ridiculous amount of TV credits. So 198 directing credits in total. I don't think he's directed a lot of film. I, I think this might've been one of, one of his, if not only he, it's definitely one of, one of the fewest uh, feature films he's did. But in terms of TV credits, he's he's directed TV shows like Alf, The Carol Burnett Show, In Living Color, Mad TV, and the CMA Country Christmas Specials or TV Hell films. Yeah. Uh, the screenplay is by David Barcats with a story by John Leguizamo. And uh, David has done such movies as House of Buggin' in 1995. That's what he did before The Pest. Mm. And he's also written for the uh, Ray Donovan series uh, back okay. in 2019. I've heard of Ray Donovan. Okay. I had, that's one of those shows where you will never find anyone who's ever seen that show, but they keep making it. Yeah, I've never seen I it. I like Liv Shriver, but I don't think anyone's ever seen that show. Yeah, it's still on. Or no, it's off. I think they're making a movie. I was watching football, you know, because I've been watching the Bengals because they're still in it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I saw a commercial for the Ray Donovan movie. It's like the conclusion of Ray Donovan. And oh, I was like, okay. who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> the cinematography is done by Roy H. Wagner. Now, this is interesting. So he's done films like Nick of Time in 95, Drop Zone in 94, which I like a lot. You go back a little bit farther in his film. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go back. Yeah. You got to go back. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. He filmed that one. And and these, where he got his start, okay, is freaking amazing. We've got two films in 85, Pray for Death and Nine yeah. Deaths of the Ninja, both with Sho Kasugi. Both are awesome movies. Yes. Just Pray, awesome Pray movies. for Death is one of my favorite ninja movies of all time. Oh, it's yes. I yes, absolutely. love that film. Uh, let's talk about the people in front of the camera. I mean, this will be a pretty quick discussion, I guess. We've got John Leguizamo as Pestario Pest Vargas. He was 33 when he made this film. I, what, do, what are your thoughts on on John in general? I mean, truth be told, this is one of his only, if not few, starring roles. A lot of the stuff he's been in, he's always been a supporting character or it's been an ensemble piece. He has done a lot of one-man shows. He does a lot of comedy specials, but in terms of like theatrical films, he doesn't get a chance to be a leading man. This is this is one of the few. Um, yeah. Um, what, what do you think? I about liked him? him. I liked I liked him in the fan. Um, I liked him in Romeo and Romeo plus Juliet's. Yeah. Um, uh, executive decision. Yeah, executive decision that as well. Um, I think he was in. Wasn't he in Assault and Precinct Thirteen as well? The remake. Mm, I think so. Yeah, um, about this. And time. then, of course, the John Wick stuff. Like he's good in that. Yeah, he's he's barely in it, but he's there. Yeah, he's memorable. Uh, that's about. He's in the counselor. <laughs> I do know that. Okay. That's a, about it, man. Like, he's probably the best thing about Spawn, which isn't saying a whole lot, but it. it he is the only reason to watch Spawn. I think. So, oh, he was also he was also Luigi Mario yes. in the Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Oh hell! And it's funny. Spawn came out in '97, the same year as the Pest did. So two big old stinkers. Boy. But um, we also get Jeffrey Jones as Gustav Schenk. A lot of people will know Jeffrey Jones from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Uh, that same year, he was also in Howard the Duck. He was the big villain, and more recently, Ed Wood in '94. 
Now, Jeffrey Jones got into a little trouble at the beginning of the 2000s. We're not going to go into it, but let's just say, I think that pretty much killed his acting career. Um, yes, yes, it did. Yeah, Rightfully you, so. You can go on the internet and find out all about that. So it's all, it's all out there. We've got um, Eduardo Ballerini as Himmelshank. This is the son, right? The only thing, his face, I I remember seeing it and stuff, but the only thing I could place was Romeo Must Die, the Jet Li film from 2000. Yes. Yeah. But I know he's been in a bunch of TV. Uh, he's got a face, man. Like, he does. Yeah. It's memorable. Yeah. Um, Ari Spears as Chubby. A lot of people know him from Mad TV. He was a regular on that. Yeah. Depth, he was a big part of the Def Jam comedy scene. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, as Angus, we have Charles Hallahan. I think everybody will know him from 1982's The Thing. He was Vance Norse. Oh, yeah. He's Vance. Yep. 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 We get Joe Morton as Mr. Kent. Uh, and I mean, he's Miles Dyson from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. But I mean, that's not in, not in the movie enough. Yeah. Not in the either, movie. Enough. Either movie, actually. Yeah. But I mean, that's really, this is a John Leguizamo film uh, with Jeffrey Jones chasing him around. And John Leguizamo, you know, doing his shtick uh, development. This this is kind of interesting. So John Leguizamo really wanted to make a movie. So he and his best friend at the time, screenwriter David Barkatz, came up with the idea for the pest and wrote a treatment together. Leguizamo bet Katz $1,000 that he couldn't write the screenplay for it. Then he had it written in three days. So they, they wrote the screenplay in three days, which totally makes you sense, you right? You can totally tell, yes. Yep. And Katz had never written a movie prior to this, which you can totally tell as well, which is funny because we just had the interview on Manos, the hands of fate. Yeah. And that was created before a bet. Yes. And this movie was created because of a bet and Manos I feel is infinitely better than, than this thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Leguizamo, I guess did write a lot of the film's gags, such as the opening uh, shower sequence, which is, um, sort of a parody on sure Hill. Um, one of the, one of the most influential rap songs of all time. rappers delight is yeah. one of the most important rap songs of all time. John Leguizamo takes out his ass, spreads his cheeks apart. It takes a hot steaming dump on that song. And it makes me so mad. I was so mad two minutes into this movie about that. And you get to hear it twice during the yes. opening credits and the closing credits, the closing credits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Leguizamo later admitted that now he would probably do things a little differently. I don't know, like maybe not make not it, not make it, Yep. <laughs> but it, no, no, no. He says like spending a month on the script instead of just three days and that he kind of fucked up. Oh, did you fuck up, sir? Yes, you did. Uh, and the film was shot in 32 days. Again, an $8 million budget in 32 days. Where the fuck did all that money go? I, it, like, I I wish there was just, a fuck counter right now because I feel yeah. like this movie just makes me want to say fuck all the time because I fucking hate this film. <laughs> I think that's like a quarter of a million dollars a day. <sighs> uh, maybe maybe my math's a little off. I that. think you need Four to find a new job. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, it did it did get nominated for an award. So the stinkers uh, we've talked about yeah. this in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's the equivalent to um, what's the other the Razzies, Razzie. right? So in 1997, John Leguizamo was uh, nominated for Worst Actor. He lost to Tom Arnold for McHale's Navy, which I've seen McHale's Navy. And yeah, it's, uh, 
it's, it's pretty bad. It's bad, but Tom Arnold should should not have won if he was going up against uh, yeah this uh, film. Yes. Yep. Uh, I I don't know. That's that's all I got, man. Where where do we start on this thing? Thoughts on the film? I think it's obvious neither of us enjoyed it. No, and I enjoyed it much less than I thought because I just thought it was a bad movie. Um, and then you watch it and you're like, not only is this a bad movie, but it's super offensive, like yeah. super <laughs> offensive. And I like it's one of those things where people will say, well, it's not racist because he's making fun of everybody. No, that's not how racism works. That just means you are racist to everybody. Jews, black people, white people, the Chinese, the Japanese. Uh, who else? Oh, I mean, even Homo- though he homosexuals. Is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. The home, the the gay panic in this movie also is like, yep. dude, come on. I know it's 97, but even then, like we were doing stuff that was just like, heaven forbid the guy's son might be a little gay, but oh my gosh, it's like, no, we're going to beat the gay out of you. You're going to stay with this snake. And of course the foul, yeah. the, you know, the, whatever. But anyway, um, uh, even though like he's Puerto Rican, like they're making fun of Spanish people and just all this stuff. Um, Every stereotype that has ever Germany, existed. Yeah. And, and that's, it's like the sophomoric way. They take every stereotype of every culture and just play on that over and over and over. Like he dresses up in full, like African garb. And I'm like, no, no, yep. no. And like, <laughs> if that wasn't bad enough, like in the, he's like, faking speaking like some African tribe dialect. And you're like, dude, like you can't know, like, no, mm-hmm. we're almost at the year 2000. You should know better than that. Like, come on. Um, so, so not only is it bad, it's also really offensive, but like is insufferable in this movie from minute one. You're like, I hate this character. And I'm going to have to spend the next 83 more minutes. He's in every scene of this film. And it's, it's, it's man, it's hard. It's a hard watch. Like they open up the film and he's in this shower doing this rap. And it might've been okay. Trying to play like half full here. If it went on for. 10 to 15 seconds. This thing is like an opening. It's a music video. It's a whole music video. Yeah. It's like four minutes to five minutes long with all these props in the shower. And uh, yeah. And and it's, it it gives you a taste of (laughs) what kind of humor you're going to get because as many, I've seen this unfortunately way too many times because my wife loves it and it, it constantly still, shocks me some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth and you're just like oh oh ow oh no 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 you can't say that but it it just keeps going like it the, does China, not the chinese up. stuff is like what are we doing what are we doing like remo williams would be like hey bro you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> uh no i mean I, it's it's really i i don't think it's a film you can review i, I just I don't know. It's you can't do it. It's it's John Leguizamo starring in a comedy remake of the most dangerous game or hard target. Pick your 
pick your movie comparison, right? I mean, that that's the premise of the film, uh-huh. but it's probably for me, the most excruciating 84 minutes you could ever sit through. If you had to watch it on your own, you wish Jean-Claude Van Damme was in this movie. You yes. wish. <laughs> um, now I'll say this with a group, your mileage may vary. So I did watch it with a group. Um, a bunch of us got together uh, because I have talked about how much I've hated this film all week. And it's one of those where I guess everybody, you know, people are always fascinated with a traffic accident. So they slow down on the highway. So I think that's what happened. Right. So we had, you know, about four couples over watching this. Um, But I'm telling you, you're just committed a hate crime. I I might have, (laughs) but you, you're going to be in just total shock and awe at the jokes made here. Not one racial or sexual stereotype is untouched. And, and I get it. The movie is out there to equally offend, offend everybody. Like no matter your nationality, your race, your religion, your sexual preference, it doesn't matter. They tackle everything. And I've, I've actually seen a couple of reviews say, well, it's because of that, it actually makes it a smart social satire. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck are they satirizing outside of yeah. just presenting stereotypes yeah. and trying yeah. to play it for laughs? And I got to tell you, the impersonation of the Chinese delivery boy and his obsession with quacky the duck that that sequence might rival Ishtar's first 20 minutes as the worst section of film in the history of film. It is. I, I just, I can't even describe how fucking terrible it is. It's like birth of a nation level, like offensiveness <laughs> going is, on. Like it is like, oh. holy shit, man. Yeah. And, and the jokes are just so outside of your go. Okay. You're just doing fat kid stereotypes. I mean, they get, they go after fat kids too. Yeah. And, uh, the nature of the joke of all the jokes are kind of like this. It's, well, there's a Scottish mafia. Okay, that's the joke. There's nothing else to it. Just <laughs> just that they're Scottish, they wear kilts, and they have their own mafia. Like that is that is the extent the of heads. the joke. And the redheads, but that's that's <laughs> the extent of the joke. And so if they say, Oh, it's Sean Connery's birthday, they all start playing bagpipes, like that that's the running gag through the whole film, is there is a Scottish mafia and that's supposed to be funny. And it's, I've never, I mean, you, you weren't slapping your knee. No, well, I, <laughs> I guess this is what fascinates me. I've never seen a film that tries to be so absurd and over the top yet remain so annoyingly boring. Yeah. So like those early Adam Sandler movies are kind of like this movie in a way, like they're, the pest is a man child. So he's kind of close to Billy Madison in a way. And Adam Sandler is like always kind of over the top and doing voices and making fun of people and doing this and doing that. But you watch Billy Madison. You're like, Oh, this is funny. There's some things that aren't funny that don't land, but for the most part it's funny. And I like it. And Billy Madison is somewhat of an enduring character. You watch this and you're like, no, nothing. No, this character is just not working at all. And it's tough to sit with someone for 84 minutes when it's like every time they open their mouth, it's like, I'm going to take this fork and I'm going to scratch it across this chalkboard over and over and over again. Um, yeah, man, you're, you're not all you're, like, cause the pest is like one of these stereotypical man childs, right? It's he a man child film. A hundred percent. He lives yeah. at home with his parents. He doesn't obviously 
go to school or anything like that and doesn't have a job. Um, so here we are again in, in man child, you know, territory, but this one, nothing about it feels like they decided to make a character that you hated and you can't do that in a movie. You can, the lead character, you cannot hate the character this much and want to watch a movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I It's funny you bring up Billy Madison. I mean, the mid-90s really kicked off this man-child uh, humor. And I, I I like Happy Gilmore way more than I like Billy Madison. Billy Madison has some funny parts. Mm-hmm. But but even the last time but I watched I, it. I would it, just say that Billy Madison is closer to this territory. Oh, it is. But I, it kicked off, I think. I don't know if it was the first one. But it just felt like the mid-90s. This was your typical man-child comedy and I would have appreciated somebody to take it to, you know, an 11 in terms of the um, just the absurd slapsticks. I, I mean, I love that energy or that style of comedy, but it really hinges on your performer and are the situations so absurd that just that event in and of itself makes you laugh. Right. The concept conceptually, nothing about this film is funny. And John Leguizamo, I, I think as talented as he is, he just is not good with this type of character. Obviously not. No, no. And I wanted to ask you, did you have a legitimate laugh at this movie one time? I uh, Here is what I was. So this is what I was laughing at. I was amazed that the women that were watching this film thought it was hilarious. The guys watching this film were all like, are you fucking kidding me? This is stupid. But the women were going, yeah, I know it's stupid, but it's so funny. So I I know it's a small sample size, but statistically I feel that it's safe to say that from a genetic disposition, women inherently are racist. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is Troy Sowers' opinion. That opinion does not reflect those that not upon. I'm joking. I'm yes. totally joking. But that, but that's an example of um like an absurd statement or something else that I can say and it gets a laugh out of you. And what I was cracking up about is I'm I'm looking at Tabitha, I'm looking at her friends, and then me and the guys are looking at each other like, what in the hell is wrong with them? Now, granted. I was about three sheets to the wind and I should have been laughing. Yeah, You were texting me all these pictures of the drinks you were having. Yeah. I had a lot of beer uh, because I thought that was the only way I was going to get through it. And it felt like it was a party setting and uh, it was fun to watch it with that group, but I did not have fun watching the film. I had fun trying to understand uh, why it was so funny to everybody else. Like I, I was scratching my head and it was straight down. Like the guys were just like, this is dumb. Why, why are we watching this to the point that the, the friend that we were over at his house, he took the film and he threw it out the window. <laughs> I had to go into the backyard to fetch it. Wow. Yeah. He was like, no, no, Look, hey, that's my DVD. yeah. Um, not that, not that it's hard to find. I mean, it's get it for $2 on eBay, I'm sure. But, uh, so okay, I'm going to make a confession. Usually when we're doing movies that I don't own, which is rare, but yeah. there are times I will buy the movie because I kind of want to have a keepsake for episodes we've done. I want that physical copy. This is the first time I was like, you know what? 
this one is a rental. I don't even want it in my digital library. This is, I'm oh, just wow. going to rent this okay. one and just do the three ninety nine and call it a day. And then of course I go on iTunes and I'm like, boy, this is four and a half stars on iTunes. Four and a half That's stars on iTunes. Yep. No. Yep. Everywhere you go, man, it's like, what were you expecting? It's a John Leguizamo movie. I was like, well, I was expecting a movie. Like a movie would be nice. I don't even know if this was a real movie. Did I watch a real movie? I don't think so. It's 84 minutes. It's barely a movie. The first five minutes are him in the shower. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the last five minutes are him in the shower. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 10 minutes of the film is him in the shower singing the same song. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. So then you're that's... left with 74 minutes of a film, which is just a uh, sight gag after it. It really feels like a mad TV or in living color skits all strung together loosely by this um dangerous game yeah plot yeah like the and that doesn't really even play much of a like i never really understood the plot of this movie so he owes money to the scottish mafia yeah jeffrey jones doesn't know that right until he meets him i yes i think so at some point i think he understands Understands. the scottish mafia is after him Yes, and so he learns that somehow he owes the Scottish Mafia, which I don't know how you get in debt with the, the Scottish Mafia by 50K, but apparently he's supposed to be a con man. But it's like, if you're down 50K to the uh, Mafia, you probably, or Mafia or Mob or whatever, uh, maybe maybe get a better hustle. Um, but anyway, and then they do this most dangerous like game thing for $50,000. And then it's like, I don't know how much time is elapsed because it's only supposed to be 24 hours, but it feels like there's so much traveling involved. It's like 24 hours must have gone by at some point in time, but no, it, it hasn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I usually am like, okay, don't look at your phone. And watching this movie, I was like, my phone's right there. Just pick it up. Just pick it up. It's just for a minute. It's just for a minute. You won't miss anything important. Just pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. There might be something on Twitter. Pick up the phone. There's a point in the middle of it. I I went to the bathroom uh, and they're like, oh, do you want to pause it? I'm like, no, just keep going. And then I'm in the bathroom. Like I I could just wait out the rest of the time in here. Um, But I didn't have my phone. Maybe there's some glue or paint or something in here. (laughs) I can can sniff net while I'm in here. (laughs) No, it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I I really want to understand. I would love for somebody to sit down and explain to me why it's funny. when, when Tabitha does it, uh, she really finds this film hilarious. But again, I don't know if it's that, um, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, she was literally just dying. And her favorite part is that whole um, sort of rapper's delight parody song. Oh. She knew the words and everything. It was just singing it while it was on. Like it, it was just having a speaker right next to you singing the whole thing. And I've heard your wife do a rendition of salt and pepper numerous times. Oh, she, and yes. she, could, and she could, she raps actually very well. Yes, and she does. Very, very impressed for her to do. That is just heartbreaking. Like my heart is broken. No, she knows, uh, she knows every word to that song. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I tell her not to do that in public because people will think that she is like this weird, like racist. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah, man. Oh my God. It's yeah. I, I feel, I feel like I should like this film. 
I really should like it. Just that it is so politically incorrect. It just pushes the boundaries on everything. But, but if it was smart about it, like there's a way to push boundaries into be taboo. Um, Borat is one. Um, there's a lot of films out there that will push boundaries, be politically incorrect, but the satire comes through and you're like, okay, I know what they're going for here. Um, I get it. It's funny. Um, sure. If we want to go back in 10 years, it might not age well, but we're not, we're not going to do this revisionist stuff, revisionist stuff. But this one, you're like, no, you have to be smart, right? There's got to be this like intellectual, like we're going to satire this. We're going to be smart about it because, you know, a part of being satirical about something is having like an edge of intelligence behind it. Otherwise, it's just stupid. Or do something with the stereotype. Because what's the difference between satire and stupidity? There's got to be some intelligence in there somewhere. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I I get that. But. I, I guess what I also kind of want to point out, like, so I'll, I'll give the movie this for 97. Like you couldn't, you couldn't make this film uh, today. Uh, oh, you, oh, there's just no oh way. Oh my God. Yeah. Twitter would have the, your entire the career would be canceled. Oh, and, oh God. Twitter would just have this aneurysm all over the place. It'd be insane. Yeah. And, but uh, a movie like blazing saddles. So blazing saddles um, really has this underlying uh, humor that plays on the whole racial relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And it's another yep. movie everybody points to and goes, well, Mel Brooks could never make that film today. Um, Tropic Thunder is another one. Tropic yeah, Thunder. I mean, there's a blackface in that movie. Yeah, you you can't make that one today. But, but, they're, but they're making fun of that kind of, like the way black people are treated in Hollywood that – if you want to have a black person in your movie, you should probably just have a white guy. Like they're doing it to prove a point. Right. Um, and there's some intelligence behind that movie. Um, yeah. I, the Tropic Thunder one, I have a hard time being like, could they make that now? No, because no one thinks about subtle. There's no subtlety anymore. It's either, Oh, he's blackface, but you're like, well, yes, but that's the whole point. Um, you're right about blazing saddles too. Like, People are always like, oh, you can't make Blazing Saddles anymore. You're like, well, it's actually saying something. Just you listen. I think you could. The problem is you would have to you you would have to know you're going into so many landmines. And then how do you do it in such a way that you can take the stereotypes or you can take everything that's going on and then turn it on its head? And well, you'd have to have like a an opening credits that says like Blazing Saddles, and then the next screen would have to be this is fucking satire. <laughs> <laughs> underline and then what the rest of the movie that you see following this is satire don't get all uptight yeah well period it's <laughs> funny so i don't know if you read the article this week it, like this is to the extent of um how uh, I, I i in my head i'm like is this really what the world has gone to but there was uh some articles that hint about a podcast that um peter dinklage was on right Mm-hmm. And so somebody was talking about the remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Disney was really championing themselves because they're putting a person of color in the Snow White role. And yep. I think it's a, um, a Latino actress and Peter Dinklage has, um, I, some criticism 
or or a fit. I don't know how far it went. I haven't listened to the podcast. You, it's just what you're interpreting out of the article. Yeah. Um, but he's dropping, you know, some sentence enhancers in there, and he's basically calling Disney out and saying, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? You can say that you're progressive and having a person of color in the Snow White role, but yet you're still going to cast seven dwarves, and it's pretty much like, well, fuck you. That's insulting to me, right? Mm-hmm. So Disney responds, and I guess they're not going to be dwarves, et cetera. And I'm like, if, if the sensitivity is at that level right now for what is considered like a classic fairy tale, et cetera, um, I guess you could look at the pest and go – how how would you even try to make that film today? I don't I don't think you could if there's that much sensitivity around Snow White and the Seven or Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I mean, if we're well, so upset over, to to be fair, I'm sure Peter Dinklage in his whole entire life has been called a dwarf, a countless times and has been made fun of for his appearance, and it's probably a sensitive subject for him. I get that. Oh, I, to- I, I totally understand that. And if you if you see any interviews with him and you see his life story, I mean, the guy lived in poverty, whereas yeah. he could have taken roles, and he's like, yep, I was offered a leprechaun, or I was, and he didn't take any of that because he wanted to be a serious actor. And he, and he has, and he succeeded, and he's a one in a... Yes. I wouldn't even say one in a million. He's probably one in a billion, right? Like... Peter Deglouge is one of a kind. Yes. Um, your other, the other, you know, you have Vern Troyer who's playing, you know, who played like comedic roles and never serious. Um, you know, the guy on Seinfeld, Mickey, I forget what his, that actor's name was, but I, 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 I get I, it a little <laughs> bit there. I have a hard time because it's like, yeah, I, yes, they're dwarves. We should, but like, are you going to go back and say like Lord of the Rings shouldn't have dwarves? Because well, they're yeah, hobbits, dwarf, but they're different. Yeah, yeah, and, and Hobbit, yes, exactly. Uh, you don't want that second breakfast, but anyway, I, I I'm sensitive because like I'm sure he's gone through so much crap in his life, being calling a dwarf and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. So, I so don't here's know. here's my question though is. I see this and I see this sensitivity and every studio. I mean, we, if, if you consider yourself, but what's the, what's the, what's the harm of just calling it snow white? Well, it, I guess it comes down to this. We live in a society now that when it comes down to entertainment, everything is now under this layer of scrutiny. So mm-hmm. even in Academy, you can't get nominated for Academy Award until you hit these conditions. It's the social topic and da da da. Has nothing to do whether or not it's a good movie, and it has nothing to do whether or not that the story is compelling or the character. If it doesn't hit this box of it's got to have this many people of color, it has to have da da da. It's all graded on the social aspect of the film versus the film as a narrative. That's the Academy Awards, Disney. Disney. Well, that's an overcorrection by the Academy. I understand, but we, we live in a society where everything <laughs> yes. is overcorrected. Yes. Every aspect is overcorrected. So here's my question. If, if you follow deadline, if you watch a ton of films and you see what's going on in the landscape and you understand why choices are made for some films over the others, here's, here's the thing I am questioning myself a, a little bit. You can go back to 1997 and say, okay, the pest apparently like 60, 70% of the population who saw this film actually fell in love with it. And apparently all the women love it too. Um, I don't know what that says. Um, but 
if we are if we are so embedded into watching films, et cetera, are we to the point now where even the stuff that we watch, we go, oh, I'm really offended by this because it's going through every stereotype. And can we not enjoy it because we're oversensitive because we've we're, we're living in this culture that, okay, we under, we understand, we rationalize the oversensitivity. We rationalize the overcorrection. I mean, no, I, none of that stuff bothers me. Like the, the offensive stuff, if it's not funny first, then it just comes across as being mean and mean spirited. Like the comedy has to work for me to feel okay seeing it. But do you think the pest is mean spirited? No, I don't. I think it's a swing and a miss sort of situation where they okay. thought it was going to be funny and they thought, Oh, we'll dress up John Leguizamo in this. He'll do an imitation. You know, he'll, he'll dress up this African guard. He'll do this thing. It'll be funny. You don't step back and say, well, what happens if it's not, how's that going to look? Cause you're, True. you're thinking, Oh, there's no way this is not going to be funny, but when it's not funny, then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. That looks really bad. It looks like you're making fun of people. Um, and so, yeah, when you're you're involved in stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so funny. We're going to do these jokes and blah, blah, blah. We're going to play on these stereotypes because we're just playing on stereotypes. So we're not being mean. Um, everyone knows these stereotypes of X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. Because, um, like, you know, they're like he goes up to the priest and he's like talking about lucky charms and all this stuff. And I'm like... Really, like that's like the most bare bones joke that you can make to a like. I was like, everyone would make that joke. Don't make that joke if everyone's going to make that joke because it's not funny. Um, I I just it's got to work. It's got to work first because there's plenty of movies where they will make fun of people and make fun of stereotypes, and it's funny. I and, I, I agree. I just I also think. Um, like I said, I, 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 like I think Tropic Thunder is a funny movie. Oh, I do too. I, Tropic Thunder, but, but Tropic Thunder is in a league of its I own. I mean, it has a it's, whole part about not going full, you know what? And it's like, I don't even know if I can say that word anymore. I don't cause I know it's offensive, but it's like, that's a whole part of that movie. I find it funny, No, no but, it, but it's smart because but, uh, yeah, but it, it's because it's basically pointing out that okay if if you're if you're going to use um this typical movie narrative and you're talking about somebody with disabilities and then they start judging each other on well how far down the disability path do you go right <laughs> and yeah. they're basically saying oh you'll get an award if you only go this far and if and if you go all the way forget about it everybody's going to yep. make fun of you right yep so there's something about that humor and that comedy where it takes that stereotype and it takes that situation a it's it's spot on um and b the way they deliver it and the actors that are delivering it um they they do it in such a way that the timing is funny um it's not mean-spirited it becomes observational right so tropic thunder has that absurdism and it gets more and more and more absurd. Yeah, look how they handle the gay character. The gay character in that film is like trying to overcompensate to, yeah. to make sure that people don't think that he's gay. And then at the end, you realize, oh, no, he was gay. You know, the booty sweat stuff and all this stuff is like this weird, like this, hey, I'm trying to compensate because Hollywood, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, you know, 
handles it much better than this film where it's just like this gay panic sort of deal. Um, That's the part to me that was kind of shocking the most. It's this is 1997. Like we're not the gay panic stuff is like, that was like 1980s. We were doing that in the eighties, but come on, man. Like that's a bit, a step too far for me. It, it it is, but in mid nineties, I mean, gay humor was this, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember the character and of course, like the character in con air, uh, what's his name? You know, he's always had to find a dress and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Yes, the gay stuff is is usually not handled very well. I get that, but um, and this is still twenty five years old. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I, for its time, it was from a comedy perspective. It was it was doing everything else that every other movie was doing out there when it had a gay character. It's just I I don't know. I I I <laughs> I find all this <laughs> I find the scenes. I think I go back to that Chinese uh, delivery boy scene like. It goes on forever, and John Leguizamo is constantly at an 11 when he's delivering this dialogue, and you don't get a moment to breathe for any of the jokes to hit to begin with. Oh, yeah. It's like it's joke out of a machine gun. Like Yes. Joke, 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 because you're like, wait. And one of the ways that jokes work is timing. Yeah. So you let a joke kind of breathe and all that stuff. Well, even, even if it's coming out like rapid fire and you're just there trying to catch up with it, you know, like your typical Marx brothers or something of that nature, it can work, but it needs, it needs a cast or it needs a a supporting actors and actresses that their reaction is just as funny as what's coming out of his mouth. So when you've got that, uh, Marsh brothers rolling over in their graves, as we talk about, Oh them, fuck. Yeah. In, in Dude. To the, to the <laughs> but the, sorry. Yeah, no, there's that whole sequence where he, you know, you've got the, the restaurant holy owner. Shit, holy shit. What? We haven't even, we didn't even mention the blind thing either. Holy God. Oh yes. Yeah. The blind, of course, everything. He Every, does the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, but again, it's not that I don't, it's just not funny. It's, yeah. it's not funny at all. I, it should yeah. be, it, it should, the surfer dudes in the Camaro that try and do like a uh, radio off against them. And all of a sudden their Jeep or whatever transforms into a big ghetto blaster or whatever. And, and then all of a sudden they're knocked out from the base. I mean, that, that yeah. should be funny. It should be funny. It's not. It should be. It should be funny. I mean, this movie has a character named Ninja in it, and you don't like it. No. Yep. That should tell not. you something. And he's very ninja like too. Yeah, he does like one little flip move off of the out of the bedroom, and that's about it. Yeah, I. I this is just. I, I really want to love everything John Leguizamo does because I think he's super talented. But even his performance in Spawn. Not as a lead character. He is not talented as a lead character or lead actor. I don't know. I don't think he's gotten anything. If you've seen any of his like um, stand-up where you see his one-man shows, he's great. He's freaking fantastic. Completely different. Nobody's ever, I think, given this guy a script that like is, <laughs> I don't want to say is at his caliber or at his level, but the pest certainly isn't. I mean, you got to, you got to sort spawn came out the same year. John Leguizamo is infinitely funnier in spawn as that dirty ass, nasty, scary as hell clown 
Violator, um, right? Yeah, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, Violator. That's right. Uh, but, I mean, he makes these creepy comments. He's always in the background with these, like, one-liners. They're incredibly inappropriate, but they're pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like he's trying to do a little bit of that here, but just full-blown, right? Like, they're they're... It should be funny. I, I should love the scene where he shows up to Jeffrey Jones' house and is just breaking everything and making fun of the Germans, you know. Well, you, but he's like he's like doing like this Japanese character at that point in time. You're like, oh, please stop. Don't do this. Yeah, the Japanese karaoke thing was terrible too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all terrible. I, I don't know. I just it, – it could it – could, it could have been funny, maybe. If could it have been? It it I don't know. Well, it's it's fucking terrible. Okay, I'll I'll say that. But could it have been halfway decent if they surrounded him with um, some actors or actresses that could give him something to play off of? Nobody gives him anything in this film. Yeah, like Jeffrey Jones support- doesn't. Jeffrey Jones yeah, just goes su- around and Rah. yeah, like it's weird because. Pre 2002, I thought Jeffrey Jones was a pretty good. Well, I mean, he's a good actor, I guess, for what he does. And his villainous character, like in, in Ferris Bueller, could have he could have played that character like in this film and been totally fine. But it seems like he's kind of sleepwalking through this movie and he doesn't really have a whole lot to do except for, hey, I'm going to try to kill this guy. And I think my son might be gay and I don't like that because that would be bad. I don't know. I don't know why it would be bad, but it would be. And that's about it. That's his whole motivation. Yeah. I, I Again, since we brought it up, you go back to the Marx Brothers. I mean, you had all these, you know, four talented comedians and um, at, at some of the best Marx Brothers, like Duck Soup or something, you had uh, Margaret Dumont, who was the older lady that Groucho is always trying to marry and seduce oh, and everything because okay, yep, she's rich yep, in it. Yeah. But she's so good in that role and she's played that role a ton of times for the Marx Brother movies. I mean, when when Margaret shows up, you know she's this stereotype and and Groucho's gonna be after her money and it works and it's funny. And Jeffrey Jones should be that. I just don't think it I don't think it works where you take like all, you know, four Marx brothers and put them in one person. And um yeah. and even yeah. if you're gonna do that, you need you need a lot of people. I mean, John Leguizamo's buddies, the ninja guy and um, uh, Chubby. Chubby should be. They should. They should be just as funny, in my opinion. And they're not. There's. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't get anything to do here. Yeah, they don't get anything. To do. They are like your token sidekicks that we don't know anything about them except that they're his friends. But you're like, why would anyone be friends with this guy? He would sell you out in a second. Um, and he does the ninja, and you're like. What what is going on? What like you can't be friends with this guy? Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard for a comedy to work on one person. Um, there are very few actors who can be the like the comedic the comedy relief, but do it solo. Like Dumb and Dumber, you ha- you know, there's bounce back and forth. Like Carrie is like one of the only ones who I can think of is like can carry a movie 
on like the comedy by himself. Steve Martin can. Um, I mean, the well, yeah, freaking jerk the, is is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. The jerk is yeah, but it's it's hard. What I'm trying to say is it's hard to do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, a a a, a co- like a comedic performance in having nothing around you. Yeah. No one to call out the comedy. No one to play off the comedy. No one to. I don't know. Uh, but. Well, a couple, I can't remember the film we were talking about. I think, I think it was in December when we were talking about the lonely Island boy, you, we, we were talking about the importance of the straight man. Like you cannot underestimate how important it is to have the straight man against like the goofy absurdist character. Yeah. And if your straight man's not good enough, then the comedy falls flat. So I, I don't, I mean, this is a three day script. It shows through and through. They're just throwing shit on the wall to see what sticks, right? I get that. But from their casting choice and everything else, they just didn't have a good enough straight guy. So Sissy, Sissy Spacek, didn't we say she was kind of the straight man of Hot Rod? Like yeah. The mom yeah. was kind of, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. So, Sorry, um, no, but that, I mean, that's a great, that's a great example. It's another um, man-child film. And why it works is the supporting cast around him and all mm-hmm. those Lonely Island films. I mean, MacGruber's a great example, right? Philippe is fantastic. Yep. Um, yep. Because he is a great straight man for just some outrageous, stupid comedy. I mean, MacGruber. And what's funny is Tabitha hates MacGruber. I, I will qu- quote MacGruber all the time. She's like, that is the stupidest thing ever. And I'm like, man, I can sit here <laughs> and do an entire fucking presentation, PowerPoint the shit out of this, and show you where the pest pretty much craps all over itself in terms of script um, acting, uh, direction. I mean, you name it and where MacGruber just, just, I don't know, runs circles around the pest in terms of actual comedy. And you can sit here and tell me that, Oh, comedy subjective. And you're going to let bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are, there, there's just good films and there's bad films. MacGruber is a good film. This is a piece of crap. Yeah, no, it I didn't I, have I, to be though. Not- it didn't have to be. Is there a kernel of a good movie in here? Could you have made this movie work? I as is, I don't think so because it leans so much on stuff that's not funny. But I, I don't. I think I don't so. I, I I would be interested in seeing something like the most dangerous game or hard target done as a parody. Yeah, and that could work. That could work for sure. Yeah, just let Jean Claude do it and have him do some comedy. Yeah. Hey, I, after, you know, he's a funny guy. <laughs> was it the Jean-Claude Van Johnson or whatever that Amazon yeah. series that yeah. didn't get off the, that was freaking hilarious. Yes. It, uh, can we stop talking about this movie now? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm sorry, Tabitha, but that was just mean. It's not good. <laughs> Why? It's not good. Uh, I don't get it. And so do you have anything nice to say about the pest? Anything at all? Because we've talked about it for uh, 40 minutes. Neither of, of us have said anything nice about it. I, I'm having a hard time thinking. I, um, uh, no. I, I honestly, I can't. I cannot think of anything nice to say about this movie. Ishtar, I could say something nice. The blind camel. The blind camel thing was hilarious. Charles yeah. Grodin was good in this thing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I, I can say this. I, I enjoyed watching it with the group that I watched because I was with three other guys who are like, what in the hell are, what is going on here? Like the wives were just dying laughing and we couldn't figure it out. I, I thought at one point somebody spiked their drinks or they're on drugs or something. I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. But um, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad at this film because Cameron did watch it and uh, Cameron thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> now he's racist. <laughs> now he's racist. Um, Cause he's like, man, that was funny. But there was a, there was an exchange in the film. And as soon as he heard it, he goes, Oh, I'm using that with all my friends. And it's the see you later masturbator. And I'm like, Oh yeah, dude. Uh, oh, why, oh, that also reminds me. Why would you what? pick up on that? And, uh, one of the the ongoing jokes in this movie is he puts ED on stuff all the time. Yeah, I did it did that or whatever, and I'm like, what? That's not even fun. Like, and it it, it happens fifty times, yeah. and you're like, no, it wasn't funny the first time. It's definitely not going to be funny the fiftieth time. We needed to not do that. Like, yes, we get it. He's a man child, but holy crap! I really of all the comedy subgenres the man child comedy is not my favorite. No. Cause when it's done poorly, it's really, it's really bad. Fucking intolerable. And then you're like, well, I have to spend 90 minutes with this asshole. Yeah. No, no boy. No, don't like it. Um, yeah, nope, nope. I, I want to, I want to support my wife in, uh, in, in her movie choices, but Ooh, this one, Man, if I, if I got to watch it again, I might opt for divorce. No, I'm never <laughs> watching this, this again. I'm never watching this. Well, it again. sucks because I know I'm going to have to watch it again because I'm she's going to there's going to five years down the road or whatever. This will be the movie that when we're in a retirement home and she's like, dude, I am tired of you. Um, she's going to go. We're going to watch the pest. And she knows I'm going to pull my own tube out and just go on to the next beyond. So I don't have she's to. Like, I think Troy is close to dying. If I make him watch the pest, maybe have a heart attack and die yeah. and get rid of his old ass. <laughs> I think, I think that's the plan. Um, God, this is fucking terrible. Oh, so, so is hey, it, I'm sure it gets better. Troy this month. I'm sure we don't have, any it can't that get worse. Work. It cannot get worse. In my opinion. I mean, she came out swinging with this pick and I, I love her to death. Love her to death. I have so much respect. She she is a saint for being a math teacher in this day and age at high school um, oh, with God, yes. all the stuff that's going on. So she can walk on water. She just can't pick a fucking decent movie. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. Maybe the, wor- the, uh, the worst movie we've done. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, not, like, <laughs> what is like, this? Episode 86. Yeah, it would be an even. My pick. 86 episodes. This is the worst film we've ever talked about. Ever. And I sent you that thing today that I was looking over our, our, our uh, basically our episodes that we've posted on iTunes and all the other stuff. <laughs> the best is our 100th episode that we have posted to, you know, the internet. The best. Yeah. Is yeah, it's our hundredth. So it's this is hundredth. what we got. This is this our hundredth episode. Get. The worst film we've ever. We're supposed yeah. to be doing a podcast championing films that bombed in the theater, and we're like, you know what? You guys should go out and see this again. And here well, this we are. is a cautionary tale. Let us watch this movie so you don't have to. 
audience. Yeah. Well, listen, we know the question or, or the answer to the question, is this a bomb? It It's a fucking oh, it's, bomb. Oh, it's a, it is the biggest of bombs. Yes. Yeah. Eight days. Eight days. Eight million Eight dollars. Eight. Where did it go? Where did it go? I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like this episode won't even post as many times as I've said the F-bomb. Mm, yeah. It really brings the angry side out of me. <laughs> I hate this yeah, you're thing. such a nice guy normally, but man, the pest. Uh, Jesus, this is terrible. Um, well, Brad, if anybody wants to look, if you're part of that, whatever, 70 or 80% and you want to sit here and defend the pest and write us and stuff like that and go, you guys are missing the point to save it. Just save it. <laughs> you're yes. You're never, ever, 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 ever going to convince me this is a good film. We would there, love your opinion. We will read your opinion because we love all of the, the exchanges and um, people sharing their ideas and their views. Awesome. But there is not one thing that you could say or point out in this film that would make me think that even one minute of it is good. There, there are bad movies that people champion. And I'm like, okay, it's not for me, but I can totally see why someone would like that. I can totally see see why someone would like Southland Tales or Ishtar. Uh, but like, I could maybe see how they would like like those movies. The Pest is not one of those. I'm like, I, I, don't I get have it. no idea. Yeah, I, I have no it. idea. Yeah. I, but it is, it is a total bomb. Please do not watch it. Don't ever watch it. And don't sit there and go, well, they hated it so much. I got to see it. I'm that guy. When Brad will tell me, man, this movie is terrible. Like movie 43, as many times as people have said, it is atrocious. Don't ever see it. I kind of want to see it now. But I'm telling you, fight the urge. It is a traffic accident. You don't want to slow down and watch. Trust me on this. Agreed. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Absolutely yep. terrible. Even a group setting, I don't think it can save it. No, because it's like, no, nope. No, no. God. Well, if anybody wants to reach us, Brad, and send, I, if there is a psychologist out there that is listening to the show and has like a, you know, introductory offer of the first four sessions, let me know. Yeah, we need it. Um, that's not a bomb. Well, pod I don't need it. I was going to get it for Tabitha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bomb pod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for all the replies for our worst film question. Yeah. That no was one fun. said the pest, but you know, yeah. Um, which makes all your answers invalid. Yeah. <laughs> and someone said Pulp Fiction, which is offensive and blasphemous, but whatever. Um, Troy. Yeah. My wife gets to choose our film for next week. Oh, oh, it can't. It can't. It cannot you've be worse already, than the You've best. mentioned the name of the film. Oh, please. Don't, don't fucking podcast. say cats. Don't say it cat. is cats God from 2019. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck it. We're going to try Fuck. to get that re- release Fuck. the butthole cut too. You want to see that butthole cut. Um, yeah. Fuck. My wife knows that I, I hate musicals probably more than anything. I love music. Um, and I also that. hate cats, like <laughs> the animals, because I think they're evil beings. Um, so we are seeing. Oh, and I also hate James Corden. So, like, it's like the trifecta of me just like hating everything. Oh, God dang it. What the? So, yeah. What did we, did we do something wrong? Well, to be fair, so 
my wife was like, well, what did Tabitha pick? And I said, the pest. And she was like, oh, does Troy like that movie? She's like, no, he hates that movie. She goes, oh, I get to pick something you guys will hate? It's like, well, you don't have to. She's like, oh, I'm picking the cat. I'm picking cats. I'm like, but you, you don't have to. <laughs> Isn't February supposed to be like all Valentine where they were like, we're nice yeah. to each other. Like yeah. we're nice to them. They're nice to us. I feel like this is an entire battle. Like let's, let's test whether or not this marriage is going to last kind of stuff. Yeah, I know, man. Divorce is expensive too. Yeah. I can't, I can't afford a divorce. <sighs> I don't. But, I'm telling the you, what, cut apparently does not exist in real life. Like uh, it, uh, it was a thing, but it doesn't really exist. Did you know that? Like they released the movie initially. They like updated this movie what? initially. So when they initial initially released Cats, yeah, not all the effects were finished. They like. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like updated it. They sent it. They sent in a patch for uh, Cats. From what I understand. So, I uh, anyway. I don't want to research cats. I don't want to watch cats. I don't want to research it. Yeah, I. You know what? I. I guarantee after February, my kids might end up having two Christmases. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what you're saying there. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but we might have a rare opportunity where you and I get to watch the movie together. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to. Which was going to be fun to experience, but now it's like, yeah, we have to watch Cats. Cats. All right. <sighs> hey, we. We. What? Fuck Cats. Jesus. <laughs> you know. All right. This is what defeat sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought podcasting was supposed to be like a fun hobby. I'm starting to, I'm starting to like look at my life choices right now, and I'm, I'm seeing. And seen some things where I did some stuff wrong, apparently. Yeah, like two years ago, you and I were talking. We're like, yeah, man, we should start doing a podcast again. But I want to do, you know, this, this, and this, and champion movies, and blah, blah, blah. And then here we are, wives picking movies, and it's just like, ah, boy. Yeah, I thought I thought but, it'd be a cute little Valentine's thing. Hey, and, <laughs> maybe Cats is one of the best movies ever made. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it, but maybe. I don't know. I love musicals. Maybe maybe I'll fall in love with Cats. I like Cats as an animal. I just, I don't. Have you ever seen the the actual Broadway musical of it? No. Okay. I hate musicals. Why would I go to Broadway? I don't know. I, so I okay. could pay $400 to hate something? True. I could True. waste money way better than that. <laughs> okay. And I have. <laughs> Well, I guess <clears throat> gotta gotta go get cats on Blu-ray, 4K, whatever. I don't know. I'm guessing just Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, something eight millimeter. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, we will we will continue on with our the the wives picking February. Jo- join us next week for fucking cats. I can't. Just, just do us a favor. Just keep downloading the show. You don't have to listen. Just this skip month. this just, month, man. Just download, just, just download the episodes. <laughs> keep our numbers up. Keep them nope, up. Don't. We had this nice spike. Nah. We've, we've released a lot of episodes in the last two weeks. It's like been like five or six like free content. We've been killing it. Yeah. We're sorry, but just keep downloading. Come back in March. <laughs> we promise. Fuck the best. <sighs> the cats. Look, we'll see you in March, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get through yeah. this. We'll uh, get through it together, Troy. All right. I'm going to I'm going to need a bigger liver, I think. 
<laughs> the amount of stuff I got to drink to get through this. All right. All seriousness. Um, I don't know if you're listening. Dude, I hope you're not I listening in the morning, <laughs> afternoon or evening. Just go have a good life uh, for the next three weeks or whatever it takes to get through this. And, um, you know, check in with us. Let us know you're alive. We'll let you know we're alive. Uh, but you, you, we're going to we're going to go cry now. Yeah. If, if the feed doesn't update after this episode, you know, maybe send us an email. Make sure we're, you know, not dead. So, yeah. yeah. Check in on us. So, uh, you guys, you you enjoy your February. I'm going to go cry. I'll I'll see you later. I have nothing. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Fucking cats. In the podcast. <laughs>